0: Good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert. They're up and running again.
1: So smooth, so sweet, splendid, succinct,
2: just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort, 1000 percent of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Oh. goal! Sensational! I swear
0: you'll never see anything like this ever again. The world is left to wonder. Wide-eyed, thrilled, bemused. How on earth did that happen? Hello everybody and welcome to a very special edition of Wonder Go. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me Today is my friend and colleague, Anthony DeBundo, and a very special guest, Fabrizio Romano. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about with you. Let's start with the biggest news in uh, soccer this week. That's Erling Holland to Manchester City. And while everyone's focusing on Holland going to City, I kind of want to talk about the ripple effects of people that will, or players that will maybe be moving out of City because of Holland's arrival. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, Raheem Sterling, they're rumored to maybe be uh, being pushed out now with Holland coming in. And also, you know, they were so interested in Harry Kane over this, uh, the pre- previous summer. Do you think that interest now will die down? Yes,
2: first of all, thank you for the invitation. And yes, um, Erling Galland-Deal is an important one because it will start the domino of the strikers around Europe. So it's a really important piece for this for this domino during the summer. Yes, my answer is yes because Harry Kane interest now for Manchester City is uh, is over. It's died, as you mentioned. Uh, it was a really important negotiation last summer because it was really close. Between Hurricane and Manchester City, but then Tottenham with Daniel Levy were able to say you no know, to really important proposals. They were close to 130 million euros for Hurricane. And so from Tottenham was a big effort to say no. But now uh what I'm told is that of course Manchester City are happy with uh, with Erling Haaland. they're not going for any other striker, even because they signed Julian Alvarez for a river plate in January and he's coming to the club in the summer. So he's another talented boy who is joining the club. And so for Harry Kane, everything is over. I think it's a positive news for Tottenham because they have one more chance to keep him at the club, to negotiate a new deal with Harry Kane. Let's see what happens for this new Kane, new Kane deal on two points. The first one is Champions League football, because of course for, for, for Tottenham is a really important point to be able to negotiate with Harry Kane and to make Harry Kane happy. With a new proposal, but also Antonio Conte, because I'm sure that if Antonio Conte is staying at the club as a manager next season, it's because they will guarantee to him that Hurricane will be untouchable this summer. When he means ambition in his press conferences, when he says, I want to see the ambition into the club, I want to win, it means we have to keep Hurricane, we have to keep our best players and sign new players. So, this is why for Hurricane, I think. It's a really important moment, this one with Manchester City inter-collapsed and with Champions League football in the future to be decided in the the coming few weeks. And then for other players, uh, I'm really curious to see what happens with Julian Alvarez, if he will stay at River Plate on loan uh, maybe six months more or if he will join immediately Manchester City because the plan is for him to join City in July. But of course now Haaland is joining too, so it depends also on how many players will leave the club in the summer. This is the real point. Uh, the expectation for the player is to be at Manchester City, Colin Alvarez, in July, together with Erling Haaland. So let's see what will be next with the club. And then players leaving, Gabriel Jesus is leaving the club. I'm pretty sure that it will happen. Uh, the conversation already started with many clubs with his agent. Arsenal, in particular, they had direct conversations with his agents. Uh, they explained the project and the player is pretty happy with the project from Arsenal. Also in this case, Champions League football, it will be really important. So let's see what happens between Arsenal and Tottenham. But Gabriel Jesus is tempted by this Arsenal move. There are six clubs in the race to sign him. He is not going to extend his contract with Manchester City, expires in June 2023. And so I see Gabriel Jesus leaving. And for, uh, for Raheem Sterling, it's still an open situation because they're discussing a new deal with him since long time. But there is still no agreement. He's out of contract next summer. And so for Man City, would be crucial to have an agreement with Sterling within this summer, or they will be uh, open to discuss with him about the potential uh, partner with opportunity with other clubs. Many clubs will be interested, but
1: now the focus of Man City is still to discuss a new deal with him. You mentioned one big domino being Erling Holland. The second one I think that everybody is wondering about is Kylian Mbappe. There was the false report that he had signed an extension with PSG. That was was then changed and said, no, he didn't. Uh, What's the rumors surrounding Mbappe with regards to PSG and Real Madrid and how much of that plays into the manager situation as well with Pochettino's future very uncertain at the club? Yes, this is a good point for sure because um, Kylian Mbappe, first of all, is now open to
2: discuss with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, and it's something that mm, is, is is happening because we see all the rumors of an agreement close to be reached with Paris Saint-Germain, but I'm told it's not true. There is still no agreement between Kylian Mbappé and Paris Saint-Germain as there is still nothing signed between Kylian Mbappé and Real Madrid. So he's still in the process to decide together with his family, together with, lo- with his lawyers. But Paris saint germain future project involving Pochettino or not, because I'm told that Pochettino has very poor chances to stay in the club. He's expected for him to leave Paris Saint-Germain at the end of the season and for Paris Saint-Germain to have a new manager. But this new project is part of the proposal for Kylian Mbappé on Paris Saint-Germain's side. So they improved their proposal last week. They're offering an incredible contract to the player, even a short-term contract, even for two or three years to have him at the club. But they just want to keep him uh, because it's really important to him to him, for the club also to send a message in public, we are able to keep Kylian Mbappé. So this is what Paris Saint-Germain are trying. But let me say that on Real Madrid's side, they are still really relaxed. They are still really confident on Kylian Mbappé. They feel that Kylian Mbappé will be Real Madrid player at the end of the season. They feel that he will be Real Madrid player with a contract in his hands from Real Madrid since many, many months. So Real Madrid are still confident and relaxed. Paris Saint-Germain are trying their best to keep the player at the club. But for sure, Kylian is in the process to decide together with his mother, together with his family, together with his, his, his lawyers. So I think in the coming few days, we will have the final answer. But Real Madrid are still really, really confident.
0: Let's uh, let's stay with the strikers here. Uh, a number of young strikers could be on the move. This is, seems like it's going to be the summer of, of the striker. Latoro, uh Martinez, Darwin uh, Nunez, Aurelian Chouamani, and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin all kind of rumored to be going to, to new clubs or, or have a lot of interests around Europe. Of that group, which stick out to you as the most interesting and, and where do you think they, they can go?
2: I'm really curious to see what happens with Darwin Nunez because I see him leaving Benfica this summer, I'm sure. Uh, it will depend on the price because, uh, for example, in January on deadline day, West Ham made a proposal for 45 million euros and it was dark down because they wanted 55. Now, I think with 55, you are absolutely not buying him. So what is needed is around 75, 80 million for, uh, for Darwin Nunez to open a negotiation with Benfica. Now he has a new agent uh, that is really close to Jorge Mendes. So it's going to change also the future of the player. Now, what I'm told is that his name has been discussed internally at Manchester United. So Richardson and Darwin Nunez are two names that they're discussing internally at Man United, but the final decision will be by ten Hag. So we need to wait a bit as he's still fighting with Ajax to win the Redivisie, and then he will be focused on new signings. But for sure, Darwin Nunez is a player that is on Manchester United list. Then let's see if they will be able to do it because there are many clubs interested. For example, Paris Saint-Germain had some conversation to explore the potential price of Darwin Nunez. So it's everything absolutely open, but I'm sure that Darwin will be ready to leave Benfica in the summer and will make a big move in the summer. So he's the most, most interesting one. For Lautaro Martinez, the situation is really particular because what I'm told is that the player is really happy in Milano with Inter. He's really happy with the club. He's happy with the manager. So he wants to continue with Inter. He signed a new deal a few months ago. But it depends on the proposals. Because if a really important bid will arrive on the table, Inter could be open to discuss with Lautaro Martinez uh, and to see what he wants to do in case a top club will arrive. So I would keep the situation for Lautaro Martinez open, but it has to be a really huge proposal as it happened last summer for Romero Lukaku. Inter wanted to keep Romero Lukaku, but when Chelsea arrived with 150 mil- 15 million euros, it was impossible for them to say no. So it depends on the proposal, but I think the most interesting one in this domino is Darwin Nunez because it's a really, really open situation.
1: You mentioned Manchester United, you mentioned Eric Ten Hag, and I think probably there's no club that has more interest and more uncertainty this summer than them. What are you expecting from Ten Hag in terms of potentially bringing some Ajax players over? What is his future, uh, you know, what is his stance on, on Cristiano Ronaldo, of course? Paul Pogba has you know been rumored to be leaving the club as well. There's so much uncertainty. What do you make of all that's happening at Man United as Ten Hag comes in and tries to tries to fix, you know, what's gone wrong this season? Uh, it's, it's going to be a
2: revolution. I'm sure about that. So I see Manchester United revolution in the summer. Many players living on a free, Jesse Lingard, uh, of course, uh, Edinson Cavani, Juan Matan, Emanja Matic, many, many players, but also players that are still in the club with a contract who want to discuss Directly with Erik ten Hag to decide their future. Uh, to give you an example, Eric Bailey wants to play, and he will discuss directly with ten Hag. Wan Bissaka wants to have some guarantee. Marcus Rashford, this is going to be a really interesting one because he's out of contract in one year with an option to extend for further season. So my United are still pretty relaxed on this situation on contract side, but the player wants to have guarantees that he will be an important player for Manchester United project. So he will have Erik ten Hag direct conversations with all these players to decide on their future. And then there is Paul Pogba situation. Uh, Pogba situation is a really particular one because they made a proposal to extend this contract. The proposal from Manchester United is still on the table since last July and is a really important proposal on financial point of view, on economic point of view. So they made a really big proposal, but from Paul Pogba, still no answer. And this is why they're thinking around Man United as Ralph Afragnik stated a few weeks ago that the expectation is for for Paul Pogba to live on a free, because they have no answer since one year. So... This is why this is the message is arriving to Man United. His a name they discussed internally at Manchester City. So it's true that Manchester City have an interest in Paul Pogba, but at the same point on Paul Pogba's side, he has not received any official proposal from Man City and is not his priority. I feel that Paris Saint-Germain have good chances. They already had some conversations with his agents. And so the situation for Pogba is still open, but with Man City is a really complicated one because of course this shocking move is something that is not so easy for the player. And also another important point is about Cristiano Ronaldo, of course, because for Erick and Hague, it's important to be clear with Cristiano. So I was checking even a few days ago on Cristiano's side what is the feeling about these Manchester United rumours uh, with his future, what is going to happen and the answer I'm receiving is Cristiano is not desperate to leave. Cristiano is not planning to leave the club or is not um, disappointed by the club. Of course he's disappointed by the season because he wants to win but he's not looking uh, for an opportunity because he wants to leave United, he wants ten Hag to be clear with him for Cristiano it's not a problem to have Man United with one more striker because he knows that the club will sign a new striker in the summer, and it's not a problem for him from what I'm told, but his priority is to have an honest discussion with ten Hag in the coming weeks to understand how much ten Hag trusts him, so there will be a direct conversation. But I think at the moment, everything is still quiet between Cristiano and Manchester United. I don't feel something like I'm ready to go or I'm desperate to go or i Hag prepared to tell him I don't trust you. So at the moment, the situation is really quiet. Let's see how this conversation will go. But at the moment, it's not a plan for Cristiano
0: to leave. Staying uh, in the Premier League, Newcastle United, uh, with their new ownership, are going to be a major player, we think, in the summer transfer window. But do you see it? Uh, do you see them being in on all these big names, or do you think they're going to take a more measured approach, kind of like what they did with January, um, signing key players, but maybe not the huge, huge names that people assumed they were going to be going after when the new money came in?
2: No, they want to go step by step and they want to sign talents. So what I'm told is that the message from them uh, will be the same they had in January because Bruno Guimaraes was a fantastic signing. And this is exactly what they want to do again in the summer. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes was wanted by Arsenal, was wanted by Juventus, many clubs wanted him for the summer but that, uh, Newcastle were really smart to sign him immediately to put 45 million on the table and to break this story with a, with a, with Leon and to sign Bruno Guimaraes. So this will be the model for Newcastle in the summer. Of course, if they will have opportunity to sign top players, they will be ready, but it depends on the price. I don't see them. Uh, you remember when the new ownership mm-hmm. um, bought Newcastle, uh, bought Newcastle, we had many rumors about uh, players like Coutinho or this kind of signings. This is something that they don't want to do. They want, fresh players, talented players that they can trust for the future and they can have a really interesting value on the market too. So the new Bruno Guimarães deal will be, again, the model for them. Uh, i give you an example. Uh, A player they love is Rafinha from Leeds. We know that Barcelona are leading the race to sign him, but Newcastle are exploring this possibility since a long time. They know that it's going to be more than complicated because Barca are already in advanced talks on player side, it depends if leads will get relegated or not, it will be important to understand if the clause will be activated or not, but this is the model for them, to go for this kind of players, players that are ready for the present, but are also good for the future, not just names. So this will be the project. Another player they're following since long time, as many other top clubs, is Aaron Hickey, Bologna left back, Scottish player, really talented boy, I live in Italy, I follow Serie A, and this boy is really, really special, a very good left back, they will go for left back in the summer. So, I think for Newcastle will be this kind of project, this kind of message to go for fresh players, for talented players, but
1: they can trust them for the future too and not just for the present. And there's been plenty of talk, speaking of money situations, Chelsea getting bought by a new owner, an American owner, and now still don't know what their transfer situation is. Thomas Tuchel talked about that this week. What's the situation with Chelsea? We've heard about a bunch of outgoings with Rudiger and potentially Christensen and maybe even American Christian Pulisic but we don't know anything about who might be coming in to replace these players. And so what's the, what's the summer outlook for Chelsea? It's not easy to mention
2: targets because as Thomas Tuchel stated in the press conference, uh, it's not easy for them now. He said it feels strange because they can't negotiate at the moment with players. So of course they will have a new ownership and so everything will be easier in the coming weeks, and the coming months. But as of today, there are still no negotiations because they are not able to do it. So as you mentioned, I think the priority for Chelsea, what I'm told for the new owners will be to clarify the situations of many players. They have already in the club that are waiting to have final answers from Chelsea since a long time. Um, To give you some names, uh, Mason Mount in September, he had some conversations, some verbal conversations, so still no contract on the table for Chelsea. But they told him, we want to extend your contract on the long term and still nothing discussed. So he's waiting for the new owners to come in and to tell him, okay, let's discuss a new deal. Um, Another name, N'Golo Kante, is out of contract in June 2023, so it's a dangerous situation for Chelsea because many clubs are already exploring this possibility for next summer, but he's waiting the day after the Champions League final. Last summer, they told him, we will negotiate a new deal, and then it didn't happen yet. So Kante, Mason Mount, Jorginho out of contract next summer. He wants to clarify with Chelsea if they want to trust him for the future, or he will be ready to leave the club this summer. Um, Marcos Alonso wants to go back to Spain with Barcelona interested so there are many things to clarify and then the strikers as you mentioned because Romelu Lukaku wants to have a direct conversation with Thomas Tuchel to understand what's the plan for him next summer uh, Christian Pulisic is the same he wants to make sure that they trust him at the club and they will play him because he needs to play he wants to play so all these players are waiting for the new owners uh, to have conversations with them for Thomas Tuchel to clarify what is the plan with them and then will be time for new signings for sure, because uh, they are going to lose Tony Rudiger, who will be a native player. They are going to lose Andres Christensen, who will be Barcelona player. They need at least one or two centre-backs. Uh, one of the names will be, again, Jules Koundé from Sevilla. He has released close for 80 million, but from Sevilla, they are really tough in the negotiations, so it's not going to be an easy one. They wanted him from Chelsea last summer, and it was a complicated negotiation, but I'm told that he's still name in the list for Chelsea. Let's see what will happen in these negotiations. But the message will be, we can't lose players in the same position on a free game as it happened with Tony Rudiger and Christensen. So they will need to clarify as soon as possible the situation of Mount, Jorginho, Kante, Alonso and many others.
0: All right, it would be uh, remiss of me if I didn't ask about uh, my team Everton. Uh, obviously still in the thick of a relegation battle but a lot of rumors circulating Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison. Richarlison seems committed to the cause of keeping them up but then it, it seems pretty obvious after if he does accomplish that goal or if they don't He's probably going to move on to a bigger club. So what are you hearing about this, the status of, of Everton's biggest players and, and they're kind of refreshing their project of bringing in new young talent as well?
2: Yes, for sure. Calvert Lewis has always been a player in the list of Arsenal, for example. But now we know, as we mentioned, that Gabriel Jesus is the priority. So let's see how this Gabriel Jesus uh, negotiation will go. But for Dominic, it could be still an option for Arsenal in case it won't go through with the, with Gabriel Jesus. And then Richarlison, I'm sure that he will be one of the names in the summer, uh, part of this striker's domino. Because as you mentioned, now he's committed on this Everton mission to stay in the Premier League. But then he has a new agency now working with him. Uh, And this is a message like, okay, I'm ready to explore the market this summer. Uh, I'm told that Manchester United already discussed his name internally. So he's a player that mm, could be an option for Manchester United. We mentioned Darwin Nunez, we mentioned Richarlison because at the end of the season, it will be made by ten Haag. But he's always been a player in the radar of Manchester United board as a potential opportunity, and now this summer will be an opportunity to sign him. So many clubs could be on him, but I see the Lisson leaving the club. Honestly, because he's prepared to uh, to look at proposals. At the moment, he's still not advanced. So I don't want to say to Everton <laughs> that is already over, but the message is he's exploring uh, the market. And then for Everton, will be really important to understand. Of course, if they will stay in the Premier League, the uh, the message will be to rebuild part of the team. Uh, they need as you mentioned, some talents, something fresh in the team. Uh, so they need to change part of the team. And I'm sure that it will be an important summer for Everton. But now the mission is to to stay in the league because this is the priority.
1: Antonio Conte has gone back and forth a bunch on his future. He's kind of been skeptical and then he's been all in. Uh, it seems to change based on Spurs' result of the week. What is his current situation and how dependent is his future on top four and how much of it is dependent on you know, what Daniel Levy may say this summer? Yes, top four is really important because he wants to play Champions League football but the real priority for him
2: more than top four is the project. So Antonio Conte we know him so well here in Italy he's really ambitious and it means that he wants to have the full power into the club together with the club together with the board he has a great relationship with the director of football Fabio Paratici so I'm sure that they are looking at it together but first point I'm told, even from Antonio's side, that the rumors we had about Paris Saint-Germain were not coming from his camp. So the rumors we saw about PSG were not from Antonio because now he's really obsessed with this Champions League race. It's something that is more than important for Antonio. He feels it's like a title. He wants to win titles, real titles, but he knows that after having this Tottenham job in November, it was a terrible situation for Spurs. Now for him, it would be like a title to bring uh, Champions League football back at Tottenham. So... This is his mission. Then at the end of the season, he has a meeting scheduled together with Daniel Levy, together with Fabio Paratici. They will meet all together to see what is the plan for the future, but he wants important players. He wants, as we mentioned, Harry to stay as priority, and then he wants important players. But when I mean important players, I mean three or four important signings. For example, Tottenham were negotiating to sign Luis Diaz in January, or Adama Traore, and both have collapsed in a few days, in a few weeks. And he doesn't want it to happen again. So he wants Tottenham to have a clear project. He wants Tottenham to be fast on the signings. He wants the budget to be pretty clear, to rebuild part of the team. This is the message from Antonio. So if they want to continue with him, is to rebuild part of the team and is to sign many and many players. Because it's really important for him to make sure that Tottenham will have a different phase, a different phase, a different project in the summer. So This will be the priority for Conte. There is a meeting scheduled at the end of the season, but Champions League football will be a really huge point for him to stay and to continue with Tottenham. All
0: right, uh, one more for me. It seems every transfer window, especially in the summer, we see one surprise name that moves out of nowhere last year was Romelu Lukaku. Nobody thought that that was going to happen, and then all of a sudden uh, he's walking in the door at Chelsea. Do you see a similar situation where we'll see someone just out of nowhere make a big-time move like that, or do you think that was kind of an outlier situation?
2: No, I think something will happen, honestly. Something surprising will happen again because it's a strange summer because now the big names are already uh, signing with their clubs. So Erling Haaland and Mbappe soon will decide. So we will enter into the official market like in June and July with these players, the two big names already decided. And so it means that many clubs will need to do something like Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United, uh, many other English clubs, Italian clubs are still waiting, Spanish clubs like Barcelona have many business to do. So everything is still quiet for many clubs, and it means that something surprising will happen. So I'm sure that there will be some name that could change the market out of nowhere, uh, like in August or in July. So this is my feeling. As you mentioned last summer, was Romero Lukaku. Uh, this summer, I'm really curious to see what happens with Lewandowski, because it's true that Bayern are fighting to keep the player at the club, are discussing with his agent uh, to, to keep Lewandowski, to extend his contract, or to keep him for just one more season but it's also true that Barcelona are not going to give up or Lewandowski. I'm told that they still want to try and try till the end. So the Lewandowski deal could be a really important one, because if it's staying at Bayern, Barcelona will need a new number nine. And so let's see what they will do on the market. And we know how creative they are in Barcelona. So it could be an opportunity for them to explore surprising market moves, or in cases leaving Bayern, Robert Lewandowski for Bayern, it's going to be needed a, a huge move on the
1: market on that position. So, I think this will be the key to understand what will be the next surprising move. Taking kind of a bigger picture look, I mean, we saw the last couple of summers because of COVID and the pandemic and the budget issues, that there were fewer big money moves and there were fewer moves in general. Teams just didn't have all that you know, funding to throw around at players. Are you seeing that this summer, based on the early, you know, of course, it's only May, but this summer, based on the early returns, is that clubs are in better financial position to make these big money moves now? Is that what you're seeing? Yes, 100%. Uh,
2: I feel that now the market is back at good level, not the level we had before COVID, but now the level is good. Uh, it was really complicated, as you mentioned, in the last two years, because for many top clubs, it was almost impossible to move on on big players, or they needed like creative formulas to complete deals, like loan with obligations to buy or loan with buy option. So it was pretty complicated but now top clubs are back at good level uh, we have the full stadiums again this is really important for the clubs to survive and to have big finances so i think it will be a really good summer for many clubs of course european football for clubs like arsenal or tottenham or in clubs in italy like inter and many others is really crucial important to understand what's next but for sure uh, I think we will be back at very, very good level on the transfer market, on the financial point of view. And it means that we'll have many surprising things, many domino effect on the market. So I think it will be a
1: really fantastic window. We've got a big match coming up May 28th, and we do a lot of previews, and we do a lot of predictions here on this podcast. Uh, we have to get a prediction. Do you have one yet for Liverpool and Real Madrid on who may uh, win the Champions League? Uh, let's see how will
2: be the the feeling a few days before the final because I think it's really important to see what happens in Premier League for Liverpool, how they will arrive because now the feeling is for Man City in the Premier League, but let's see how it will end up. But my prediction is it's going to be a draw and then it's going to go to penalties. I'm really curious to see what happens again on the penalties in Champions League final, but this is the feeling I have since the Real Madrid qualified for the for the final. So let's see what happens But uh, and how will be the feeling right before the, the final. But I am sure that Carlo Ancelotti as always will be will be there till the end and it will be an incredible final with Liverpool I, I love Liverpool strategy honestly I work on transfer market and when I see Liverpool strategy when they sign players they just signed Ibra Conate and Luis Diaz in the last two transfer windows and they were perfect players for the project at the perfect moment this is how you do business this is how you build top projects so I'm in love with Liverpool project but I'm sure that Real Madrid will fight till the end and they always do
0: Awesome well Fabrizio, for Anthony and myself, uh, we really appreciate your time stopping thank by. You. We know you're busy. It was a pleasure meeting you, and uh, enjoy, yeah, enjoy the end of the season. And then it's busy season for you coming up.
2: Thank you, thank you. It was a super pleasure to to speak with you and to answer your questions. And see you soon. And thank you.
0: You got it.